0: Somebody said kingdom, kingdom, kingdom living. Kingdom living. This morning I had a little bit of free time, so I listened to my first sermon, um, Kingdom Living, on February 7th. And man, that guy had a lot of energy. <laughs> I'm hoping that we all, you know, Holy Spirit begins to move today. And well, he will. I'm not even worried about that. So we talked about kingdom living. Kingdom love, kingdom faith. If you're new to us today, first time watching us online, go ahead and check those old videos out. You will see the progression of what I consider um, the mantra of a kingdom person. There is a difference between a person who considers themselves purely a Christian and a person who considers themselves a Christian operating through the kingdom living. There's a big difference. I would like to remind you of 2 Corinthians 5, 20 to 21, something that I've read every Sunday. Now then, we are ambassadors of Christ. Although God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We are representation of the kingdom. The moment you wake up. And your eyes are alerted to the world. You are a walking representation of what you so-called believe. If you are a Christian in the room, meaning that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that you accept God as the Father. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today. If you say that this is your life, that means that you have been transitioned from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of heaven. And in the kingdom of heaven, there's a way to live, a way to breathe, a way to talk, a way to love, and a way to have faith. Can I get amen? Amen. There we go. (laughs) Galatians 2.20, another one that we've read every Sunday. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. The moment that you declare that Christ is your Savior, the Bible reminds us it's no longer you who lives. But some Christians in 2021, we're living for self more than God. We are making decisions for self more than we are for the kingdom. It's dictating the way we love each other. It's dictating the way we we operate at work. It dictates our communication skills, or lack thereof. Because a kingdom person understands that it's no longer you, just your desires, or what you want to seek, but your mission. It reminds you that you re- represent the kingdom of God, so that includes your actions, your living, your love, and your faith walk. Today we talk about kingdom power. I'm going to try to maintain my excitement because what makes me popular at Central Michigan and I think, a, a month's, The brethren is my excitement factor, but I remind you that it ain't me. I remind you that the same excitement factor that I show every time I'm able to speak, that I show every time I'm able to mentor, that I show every time I leave my house and I go out as a representation that the power inside me is the Holy Spirit. And with that power, sometimes I do kind of feel unstoppable. When a spirit of fear tries to come, I only have to um, engage the God inside me. See, I didn't say I was God. Don't, Don't quote me wrong and make me sound like a heretic online or whatever, you know, people do, you know, today. I'm saying that God is inside you. If you have accepted his spirit, he's inside you. And there's no gimmick. This is not Marvel or DC. This is real power, I'm talking about. Somebody say kingdom living. kingdom living. As I prepared this message, God wanted me to tell you that you, as a Christian, cannot take one third of Him. He also wanted me to remind you that you can't take two thirds of Him. If you believe in God, you must believe in the Trinity. Can I get an amen? amen? You can't just have God and not the Son. You can't just have God the Son and not his Spirit. But that's what people have done from the beginning of the church. We want God. We want Christ. But that Holy Spirit thing, let's keep that in a book of Acts. We're going to do our thing over here. And that's why you have no power. It's Listen, we are attacking some old religious thoughts this morning. We are attacking some old denominational thoughts this morning that have put the Holy Spirit, a part of God, in the cage. And we wonder why the world thinks we have no power. But I will remind you this morning, as I was finishing my sermon, God spoke to me clearly and said the church still has power. The church still has power when you allow yourself to operate. in God the Father, Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? Yeah, God has got to put your seatbelts on because it's going to be like this level for the rest of the service. Uh, if you're at home, whew, the Holy Spirit is a part of a kingdom power without the Spirit of God operating in your life, the full measure of kingdom power would not be a part of your life. I repeat, it would not be a part of your life. We, I come from a church where it's a little um, loud. We, we sing loud. We, we move loud. And, you know, as I got older, I thought it was a show until I accepted the Spirit of God in me and All of a sudden, a song that I've heard my whole life, all of a sudden the spirit is moving in me and I can't stop from lifting my hands. I can't stop my hips from moving. I can't stop from moving back and forth in church. I didn't care who was on my right. I didn't care who was on my left. The power of God was bubbling up inside me. And I just told Jake before service, I feel like walking in the weight room right now. Because when the Holy Spirit pops in you, When the Holy Spirit engages inside you, you're no longer you. Did y'all catch that? Kingdom people, did y'all catch that? When the Holy Spirit, God himself, is activated inside you, you're no longer you. So why would you go anywhere without him? Why would you go to the job interview without him? Why would you go to the counselor without him? Why wouldn't you go to the doctor without him? Whew. I'm not gonna have nothing left after this, Lord. Hallelujah! I remind you in Matthew 28, Jesus is leaving. His disciples, he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Biblical proof, God is in three. If we're reminded when Jesus was being baptized, God spoke from heaven and said, this is my son. As the Holy Spirit was coming down to exist in him. Y'all want to compare Jesus' miracles and ministry before and after the Holy Spirit dropped? Like, y'all want to play that game? I don't have to, Right? Because after that moment, everywhere he went, he said, I do the will of who? My Father. After the Spirit was on him. So even Jesus, the Son, had to have the Spirit to operate from God. Second Corinthians thirteen, fourteen, this is Paul speaking the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. I remember taking believer school of excellence which is something if you haven't done you should do. It's coming up soon. Because it gives you more information about this Holy Spirit thing I'm talking about. Cuz some of you kind of looking at me like I'm crazy. But it's okay. God is one and three. We do have, for all you science people in the room, we do have something in the worldly system that shows you this same thing. It's called water. Sometimes you see water, it's in the flowy, the the fluid type. Then sometimes you throw it in the freezer, it gets a little hard, but guess what? It's still water. But then if you put heat to it, all of a sudden, that water that was liquid begins to flow up in air. So there you have water in three. But it's one. Y'all can even try it at home. I remember being in the Dominican Republic, and you know we didn't want it to rain. It was 90 degree weather. It would rain for 10 minutes, and then if you're outside, all of a sudden that heat would rise, and you would see that steam just rising. Right? God is the Holy Spirit. God is the Son, but God is also the Father. You can't have one third. You can't have two thirds. You have to have the whole piece of the pie if you want the full. Power of the kingdom. Can I get amen? John 14 and 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. What's that last word? When you accept the Holy Spirit inside you, he is with you forever. That means when I learned this revelation I realized that when I went to go and sin, I couldn't take them off. The Holy Spirit went like a coat, so I'm going to holler at this girl. I can't just take the spiritual coat off and walk in and say, how you doing? No. we taking God to some grimy places, aren't we? we taking God with us as we explore the internet, aren't we? we taking God with us as we hating people with our love, aren't we? Respect what's in you, for you are the temple of the what? You are the temple of the what? Yeah, that's a scripture. Y'all should check that one out too. John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father was send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I say to you. Y'all have no idea when I'm up here preaching, he is talking to me constantly, just coming out. You know why? I have put so much word inside me. I put so much of his presence inside me. When I am preaching, I'm connected, I'm awake, I'm spiritually awake, and my spirit is continuously feeding me, reminding me of things that I thought when I wrote the sermon a long time ago. See, some of y'all, it's my conscience. No, it's God inside you. Yeah. Every morning, my father has taught me years ago, he said, "Joni, you, you got to wake the spirit up sometimes. I said, well, he said, you got to speak in tongues. You know, that tongues thing freaks some of you out. Um... But the tongue, my father equated, you know, when you speak in tongues in the morning, wherever you wake up, um, it's, it's like starting your car on a cold winter day. You know, it takes a little bit going. And then when you speak in tongues, all of a sudden your spirit is alerted. All of a sudden you see it a little bit differently. See, that's a kingdom mentality. But how do you do that if you put the Holy Spirit in the cage? I got the father, I got the son, but I put the Holy Spirit away. You may catch me sometimes in a a worship service. It comes out. Man, I just felt that instantly. This is no game. This is real. I'm about to give you some biblical truth to it. I'm trying to get you to understand that this is real. The kingdom power is real. And it's here for not just me, not just Pastor Rick or any other minister on this staff or every single person in this room. You don't need a title to have God on you. First Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have, I'm sorry, whom you have from God and you are not your own. For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You know what's crazy? Not only did I start losing weight when I started obeying what he has me to do and work out, my spirit is, my, my the spirit inside me is like popping. It's, it's like he speaks to me all the time. I wake up in the morning, he speaks to me instantly. And that's not because he wants me to have my tempo under control. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I don't have to tell you not to smoke or not to, um, you know, smoke weed or, or you know, to drink. Or, but I don't got to tell you that. If you're protecting your temple, you make the decision to do it or not. And if you want to operate from the highest level of the power that you can have, there's certain things you won't put in your temple and there's certain things that you won't allow at all. There's certain movies I can't watch anymore. There's certain commercials I can't even watch anymore. There's certain books I can't read anymore because I have allowed my spirit to be so awakened anything outside of the kingdom vexes my spirit instantly. If you could watch crappy stuff on TV, and if it does not affect you, I question how plugged in you are to the kingdom. Oh, but I can watch this type of stuff and be not affected. Really? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not looking at anyone. My head is down. Mm, God, told me this this morning. Whoo! It hit. He said, Kingdom people walk around with the presence of God in them, the fullness of Him. People of God walk around with the fullness of God. That means everything he is, is at your weaponry. So every time you pray for healing, Jehovah Rapha is at your weaponry. Every time you need him to provide for you, Jehovah Jireh is at your weaponry. When the spirit of God is in you, the access to kingdom things. Oh, yes, Lord, I heard you. The Lord just told me to tell you when you are a kingdom person, you are literally the heir to his throne. Catch this. Meaning everything he has is now yours. Mm. And I put this note and nothing is the same. I am not the same, dude. All right. I'm not sinless, of course. Uh, You know, I make mistakes in my thinking, my ways. You know, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. But there's certain things I don't do that I did when I was 18. There's certain things I don't do when I was 25. Because being in the presence of God, some of those things actually do fall off when you are consistently in the presence of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. I've told you this story before. Where I'm at. Yes, Lord, doing well. I told you this story before. And uh, I forget the name of the sermon. And my wife said, "You already preached about that. So make sure you don't overdo it." Hallelujah. I forget the name of the sermon, but David was a shepherd boy. Um, his job was to be around smelly little furry animals. That was—that's what his job was. But in First Samuel sixteen thirteen, when They came to anoint him to be the king. It says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him. And in the midst of his brothers and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. David was a shepherd boy. The spirit of God came upon him. And before he even knew it, he was a giant killer. I'm sorry, let me explain this again. Before Holy Spirit, David was a smelly shepherd. If that's your last name, I'm not calling you smelly. <laughs> Holy Spirit, he's anointed, receives, Spirit of God that says never leaves him. All of a sudden, in the very next chapter, David is walking amongst men of valor, and he is the only one not scared. You think that's not the presence of God on him? He's telling a giant, a, a warrior, a seasoned warrior, that I will destroy you. And guess what? He just said he did it. So he took a see. God has a way of making sure that you can't take the credit. He took a little rock and he put it in a little piece of leathers and he began to swing it at a warrior with mighty warrior stuff. A shield, a, a, whatever, y'all know the story. And he killed the giant. The shepherd wouldn't have lasted a minute. But the giant killer with the presence of God on him took the obstacle out, took the giant out. And here's what happens when kingdom people arrive on the scene. Y- y'all ready for this? <laughs> In verse, um, um, oh my Lord, what a verse that. Verse, oh here it is. Verse 17 and 52. It says, All of a sudden, the children of God's army got hype and said, Oh my God, we can do this. And they attacked the field. When you allow the Spirit of God to to pop out of you, you show up on the scene, those quiet, loose, um, non-loose little Christians at your job, all of a sudden would see your fire and go, I'm a Christian too. The Holy Spirit is contagious. I can't explain it. I'm contagious at CMU. Students want to be around me. And I remind you, it's not me. It's that spirit of God on me. That I can walk in a room and people say "Some." I remember I walked into the athletic director's house, had to do a presentation. All of the captains of all of our teams were there. And a captain of our ladies basketball team looked at me, she said, something different about you. I need to know you. That's not me. That's not Joni showing up to the party. That's the God enemy. That's shining. That's a giant killer. I woo. let's let's pray so I can move on. Hallelujah. <laughs> For those who are new to us today, twelve o'clock. We we bind COVID. Um, so let's just pray, Father. We bind COVID right now. We thank you, Lord, that things are looking better in our world. But Father, we lean not on our own understanding. We lean on yours. So whatever needs to happen to free up some of these bigger cities, free up some of our, you know, essential workers, Lord, um, Lord, for even our brothers and sisters in Texas, um, you know, who dealt with the electricity stuff, you know, um, just recovery for them also. We just thank you you that this world is 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 being reminded about you that this world's um the revival that we pray for for years will begin to ignite as we realize that our source are not in man but our source are in you and we thank you and we declare that COVID has found his shelf life and will begin to fizzle out in jesus name can i get amen Amen. man i'm ready to go i need to work out right after this (laughs) hallelujah where was i going yes Y'all see the fine-tuned 40-year-old Joni. But if I could show you a picture of who I used to be, how my thoughts used to be, how I used to deal with depressive thoughts because I would look in the mirror and see a shapely gentleman that I didn't like. If I could tell you about the way that I thought that I was an idiot. If I could show you all the identities and labels the world gave me that I didn't check. Now, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit shows up, and something's a little bit different. All of a sudden, my confidence starts showing up. All of a sudden, my stutter goes away. All of a sudden, when the Spirit is on me, my back don't hurt no more. I feel like I can get out the boat and walk on the water. The Spirit of God is real. This is not a fairy tale. This is a life lesson. You would choose to live with power or you would choose to live without it. There's no middle ground. And I hope that you choose to live with it. Somebody say kingdom living. living. (laughs) Mm. Hallelujah. Let's talk about our brother Peter. When the spirit of the Lord fell had the day of Pentecost. Something happened to that boy. Let me read you a little bit. This is Acts 2. Ooh, I'm sweating, Lord. Y'all give me a second. I should have turned my Apple Watch on. I could have been getting some minutes or something. Acts 2 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. Mm. What happened if y'all came to church and we all were on one accord? What if we all came to church and that first note of song one, we were all on one accord like something's about to happen? Do you know this roof will blow up? (sighs) That we have to send y'all out. Y'all pray for people. Y'all get out of here. Y'all go, y'all go. Because if that happens, there's no need to have service. Go. Go back home. Pray for people. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. (laughs) Life groups. Um, Anyway. And Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each other and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance and there were dwelling in In Jerusalem, Jews, devout man from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look, are not all these who speak? (laughs) Galatians?" listen, there's some times when I operate under the Holy Spirit, I I think to myself, I wonder if my my high school classmates could see me now. (laughs) What would they say? Johnny? Do you remember? I don't want to remember that. Right? Because the enemy's first job is to remind you what you used to do. Right? So, the people were together. Holy Spirit dropped. Paul, I'm Paul. Peter was under the power of the Holy Spirit and began to speak. He began to preach. And verse forty. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received the word were baptized. And that day, about three thousand souls were added to them. Do you know what the Holy Spirit just did? The Holy Spirit showed up and you had people who cowered. In front of the Roman Empire who ran away from knowing Christ, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit drops. And they're preaching with understanding when they didn't have some previously. Then all of a sudden, remember I told you the Holy Spirit is contagious. David killed the giant. All of a sudden all these warriors, remember they were warriors. Peter went out and he was so contagious he preached and thousands joined the church that day. When's the last time you've been contagious? I want us to be contagious. Hallelujah. I tell my students, I I was in a job interview. They say, why should we hire you? I said, because when I walk in a room, the environment got to change. They're like, what? You heard me. When I walk in a room, the environment has to change according to what I bring to the room. And the last time I checked, I'm bringing God in with me. Right? I told the praise team this morning, Walking in a room without God is like coming to a gunfight with a butter knife. (laughs) I got you, devil. (laughs) Hallelujah. Peter and John walked boldly with power of God through the Holy Spirit. We know the story. Peter was talking to the Sanhedrin like he had been possessed by the Lord. And he was. Acts 4, 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people of elders of Israel. Can y'all imagine? These are people with degrees. Right? These are people with doctorates. And they're sitting down. Huh, this, this fisherman. <laughs> what do you have to say? And the moment he filled with the Holy Spirit... Peter is no longer fisherman Peter, right? The Lord said, I will make you what? Fishers of men. The transition has happened. Holy Spirit there. It's not just the seasoned fishermen talking anymore. See, some of us, we love our worldly titles so much that we haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to transition us to our kingdom identity. That's good. I'm a farmer. That's That's it. I'm a union worker. I work in higher ed. I'm a teacher. Have you not been transitioned? Because when the Holy Spirit is on you, you're not just teaching, you're preaching. When the Holy Spirit is on you, you're not just growing vegetables, you're growing disciples. Ooh, y'all come on now. Oh. I got myself way too hyped, And y'all too quiet. It's okay. Almost done, y'all. Almost done. hmm God wants to transition some people today. Mm. Your destiny, catch this, you would never fully know your destiny without the Holy Spirit inside of you. You would die with the labels the world has given you. Without the Holy Spirit in your life leading and guiding you in this kingdom type of living, there are parts of your potential that would not be tapped. pretty much like burying your talents. And when you make it in front of the Father, there's going to be an account to pay of how many conversations we left on earth, how many songs we didn't write on earth, how many schools didn't we build, how many missions didn't we do because we only had God and Jesus on our brain. We didn't bring the Holy Spirit to the party. And I will remind you, you can't have one-third of God. You can't have two-thirds. We don't have to be a mathematician to understand that that's not the whole thing. The fullness of God. Somebody say kingdom living. kingdom living. I'm almost done. The Lord reminded me. I was in prayer. I was reading Genesis. You know, every year we're starting Genesis. I'm like, Lord, there's nothing new in there. And every time I say that, he, pow, he hits me with something brand new. I was reading in Genesis and it says this, y'all. Genesis 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void in darkness. It was on the face of the earth. I'm sorry, face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. The Lord shared with me. He said, a lot of people don't understand. My spirit created the light. I spoke. My spirit created And he said, what have you spoken for my spirit in you to create? The same spirit of God that hovered over the deep, that created when his father said create, is in you right now. What have you been creating? Oh, my child is so stupid. Stupid. Oh, you're just like your father. What are you creating, kingdom person? When you speak, life happens or death. When you speak prayers with the word of God on your tongue, it has to happen. The creator God is in you. That's why when I pray, I use the Bible in my prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for peace. According to your word in John 16 and 33, there will be trials and tribulations on this earth, but I thank you. You told me to have good cheer. I'm going to have peace. According to your word in John 14, 27, beyond what this world can give me, you can give me. So I declare peace to happen right now in my mind right now. Y'all understand what just happened? The Spirit of God heard the word of God, and he has to activate. Oh, please tell me y'all catching this this morning. We over-established kingdom people knows the word of God. This is the constitution in our kingdom. And when you align the kingdom word to the kingdom God inside you, when you speak, it has to move. Last week, we talked about kingdom faith. Then it's now up to you to believe what you pray is going to happen. Can I get an amen? Amen. The same spirit of God that hovered and waited For the instruction from God, the Father lives in you, waiting for you to pray, waiting for you to obey, waiting for you to release his power, waiting for you to speak the word, waiting for you to rebuke the enemy, waiting for you to declare life, waiting for you to be the giant killer that he's created you to be. The church still has power. And it is not gone on our watch. Hallelujah. I want to end with this scripture and then we're going to do some activation. Acts 4 and 31. I don't believe I put it up there if I did. Just find yourself lucky today. So, kingdom people look and sound like this. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. That's what kingdom people look like and sound like. First of all, we were praying. I don't have to tell you the struggles of when we have prayer meetings or how many people show up. And they were assembled. Like remember when the Holy Spirit fell down the first time. Acts tells us and the people were together on all one accord. A big move of the Holy Spirit is always with a group of people. Kingdom people showing up. Kingdom people prepared and praying. Maybe it's time for all of us before church start to just pray together. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. We need kingdom people with boldness, y'all. God spoke something to me early this morning that shook me. I'm not released to say it. But it had to do with me longing to be liked by everyone. And his response to that this morning was no joke. We have to be bold as kingdom people. The way we love should be a bold love. It should, the way we have faith should be a bold faith. Like the way we um, show the power of the Lord. I can tell you stories of me operating under the power of the Lord, doing things that make no sense. Praying to rain to stop and it did instantly. Praying for these things to happen and it did instantly. Because God is God. Can I get an amen? Um, everyone close their eyes for me. Because we have a special opportunity today. If you don't know the Lord, everything that I've talked about in the last four Sundays, um, well, you're in the wrong kingdom. But if you today, I'm going to read a salvation prayer. If you read it with faith in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Lord, you transition kingdoms. I will remind you there's three kingdoms. One, kingdom of man, kingdom of the enemy, and kingdom of God. And he desires for you to operate in his kingdom. So if you don't know the Lord today, I want to read a prayer with you, and I want you to speak it with me. But this prayer is kind of different. Attached to it is a prayer to receive the Holy Spirit. Because maybe you are a Christian in the room. If you've never really accepted the Holy Spirit in your life, I'm telling you that once you do it, you transition instantly from your current labels to the place where God wants you to be. And it's your job to navigate that new self, that new kingdom power. If you in this room today... If you'd like to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, with all eyes bowed, closed, raise your hand. I promise not to embarrass you or bring you forward, but we are going to pray. All right, seeing no hands, if there's anyone in the room who has to rededicate their lives, again, heads bowed, eyes down, please go ahead and raise your hand. I see some hands in the room. Hallelujah, no shame in this, hands down. And for those of you online, if you're either or, if you are praying for Jesus the first time or if you're rededicating your life, I still want you to read this prayer with me. So this prayer is for everyone. Heavenly Father, I come to you from the depths of my heart, realizing I have sinned. I repent of all my sins, and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on a cross for me and my sins. I believe you raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and live in me. I receive by faith you as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive your Holy Spirit as my comforter to help me obey you and do your will. It's in Jesus' name that I believe and receive the things prayed this day. And if you believe that prayer, somebody say amen. 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 Let's go ahead and clap our hands. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we have some information for you. But I also want to plug, again, our Believer School of Excellence that's going to be starting here um, this year soon. It's a great place to learn more information about the Lord. Um, You know, I took it when I thought I was seasoned. (laughs) And I learned so much about the Lord from our great teachers here, um, here in this church, especially about the Holy Spirit. That analogy that I gave you about water, I learned from Audrey Williams. Years ago, I think like 2008, when I took the course, okay? So please go ahead. Once you hear Believer School of Excellence, don't be intimidated by it. It's something I believe that we all can use to grow us. Y'all, the Holy Spirit is real. Can our prayer team please get in position? And Sharon, I'm going to have you come up here with me as we end. Our prayer team is going to be up here because some of you may say, This Holy Spirit thing is new. I don't know, you know, what to do to activate him or whatever it is. They're here to pray with you, you know, a prayer of faith um, to get you started on this journey. I do believe with the Holy Spirit in you that you make a transition from who you are now to that giant killer that he's created you to be. Whatever that giant is, giant of addiction, giant of financial issues and on and on and on. You have the power to vanquish these giants when the God himself is in you. Can I get an amen? It has been a pleasure to serve you this last month. It's been a pleasure to grow with you this last month. I look forward to our leader being here next week, but I need you all to know that y'all have fueled me. My, my life is, is I, I, I believe in the last couple of weeks, past weeks, I saw what my future is and what I should be doing on this earth. Um, and I believe it's because of the obedience that I've done here that He's allowed me to see that. So I appreciate y'all allowing me to speak in your life, you online too. Um, let's not let this be a fad. Let's talk about kingdom only when Joni is here. No, this is kingdom real living, okay? But Sharon is going to pray us off. Please don't leave here without prayer if you need it. Even if it's not about the Holy Spirit and you need prayer, we are a church who believes in the power of prayer. Make sure you come up and get prayer from one of our members here. If you're online, if you need prayer, a number should be popping up here soon for you to call in if you need assistance of any kind. Make sure that you're not living alone. That's the end of these plans, and make sure to separate you from the rest of the kingdom people to try to get you one-on-one, but that's not the Lord's plan. Come around the people. Come to church if you can, but if you can't, make sure you check us out online. I love you all much.